So, are you DTFX? Drinking and talking fantasy football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to DTFF. As you will see, uh, for those of you joining us live, I am running a solo show this evening. Jake is enjoying himself on vacation. So, Jake, I hope where you're at, you are enjoying this and listening to the podcast here after the fact. Here we go. We are finishing off our recap series here, going over the wide receivers tonight. Uh, but before we get into that, the usual housekeeping items here. Um, for those of you who are curious, as I know you all are, just drinking a little red wine tonight. Been in a little bit of a red wine uh, uh, mode lately here with, in the middle of winter. Nice warms me up. Uh, I'm sure once summer comes along here in springs, I'll be more in that beer mood. But yeah, been in the wine. So sipping on a little wine, doing the pod, doing our thing. Um, coming off the Super Bowl, we are finally the official end of the football season here. We have absolutely nothing going on for the next month here until free agency opens, which is about one month from today. So uh, there'll be lots of talk leading up into that. And I'm sure uh, over the next month uh, on the show here, we'll be digging into free agents where we like to see them go, all that sorts of good stuff. Um, in the news, big news today, that Derek Carr was officially released from the Raiders today uh, before he had a $40 million cap hit uh, effective tomorrow. So the Raiders made that move. Um, be interesting to see where he goes to. A lot of QB needy teams out there. You got the Jets, you got Atlanta, you got Tampa Bay, uh, just to name a few. So uh, you got Carolina. You got New Orleans. I mean, lots of teams out there that that could use a QB. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of market he has, where he signs, and um, what that contract's going to look like. Or is it going to be a you know a big bloated contract that basically is like an out after two or three years, or um, you know, is it going to be like a Kirk Cousins type contract where he's guaranteed all this money and and guaranteed to be on the team? So that'll be something fun to watch and, and something interesting to. Uh, keep an eye on here over the next couple weeks as he decides where he wants to go. Um, I will re I will just kind of recap here the uh, beer bet payout. I know Jake will pay this off next week, uh, but we had our Super Bowl payout um, or bet, I should say, and we basically went straight fantasy points. Hertz versus Mahomes, the QB battle. Um, I took Hertz. Jake was the one that uh, presented this bet, and I won it, of course. Ending the year very strong on a victory uh, with Hertz had 41.16 points and Mahomes had 23.68. Uh, both had really, really good games. Hertz obviously had more yards. Uh, he had the three rushing touchdowns, which really helped. So that's kind of what propelled him further uh, was basically doubling up those yards on Mahomes. Um, no drunk trade this week, folks. Uh, please give us your drunk trades. Hit us in our DMs. Uh, you can hit myself at FF Dusty Dog, you can hit Jake at Jake Trowbridge, or you can hit our podcast at Drinking Fantasy. Any one of those, slide into our DMs, hit us up there with your drunk trades, and we will get them on the air here in the pod every week. And uh, we'll give you a good shout out after the fact, letting you know that, hey, you made the show and we talked about your drunk trade. Tis the season for it now that uh, the season's officially over, looking at your rosters, trying to see what moves you can make, how to make your team better, whether that's going to be via the rookie draft coming up here, um, you know, in, in May and June, July, uh, as the offseason progresses. 
you know, do you want to rebuild the uh, rookies or do you want to go after the veterans if you're a competing team? So now's the time to make those moves. And um, if you make any drunk ones, send them over to us. We love it. So let's get into this then. Talking wide receivers. Yeah, so I'll just go through the top 12. Just give you some of my thoughts on some of these wide receivers who I think could fall out of the top 12, who would maybe get into the top 12. You know, should you be paying up for wide receivers and drafts next year for redraft just based on how great some of these young wide receivers are? Um, and then maybe look at some some later round values, some guys maybe that were injured and um, how I see them kind of progressing next year. So uh, top 12, this is going to be an overall points. Um, we can get into points per game a little bit later, but overall points you had. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, and Christian Kirk. So, surprises for me in this top 12. There's a few. One, Christian Kirk just breaking the top 12 um, in at, at uh, number 12 here. Um, he was 17 overall in points per game, so he's more of a wide receiver two points per game. Uh, some of that was due to injury. Some of these other players below him you know, only played 15, 16 games. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. But he did crack the top 12. He's a very ascending offense. We love our Jags on this, this podcast. Uh, we know we talked about it, I believe, last week, or maybe it was with the quarterback uh, a couple weeks back. I take that back. It was last week when we were talking about Evan Ingram. Um, we're not quite sure what's going to happen there with uh, Calvin Ridley returning to the squad. I do see Calvin Ridley taking more of that alpha role and being the target hog. So I do not expect Christian Kirk to be in the top 12 as the number one wide receiver, but I do think he's going to be a very solid um, wide receiver too for you. The other surprising one, and this is someone that I've been very up and down on throughout his career uh, and that's Amari Cooper uh, coming in at number 10. I was actually very shocked by that. Again, he was points per game 16th. So a wide receiver too. some of this may, may have been due to injury, but he had a very quietly solid season and someone that you could rely on week in and week out. Didn't have those huge, you know, bus games like we're accustomed to with him. So it was good to see him uh, pop back into the top 12 here. Again, I don't think that he will next year just based on some of these other players that are below him, uh, but he had a he had a very good season. And then the other thing that I was really surprised with uh, was the fact that the Eagles had two top nine receivers. We had A.J. Brown at number six and Devonta Smith at number nine uh, coming in at eighth and 11th in points per game, respectively. Uh, so both even in points per game, solidly inside the top 12. Now, this was a dream, and Devonta Smith, while I don't know that they can reproduce this every single year there in Philadelphia, uh, if they're keeping all the pieces together, yeah, they definitely could. And, you know, history shows that there's typically one to two teams that will have a wide receiver, uh, two wide receiver ones, uh, or two wide receivers in the top 12. So could the Eagles do this next year, bringing back all these pieces? Absolutely. Do I expect it? Probably not. But Devonta Smith is someone that I'm going after this offseason. Um, he is one of my one of my top trade targets to go after. Uh, he is going to be a solid wide receiver, too, for his career and maybe have these wide receiver one seasons like we saw this year. Um, but I, I don't think the value is there for him. People don't see him as a wide receiver one or even a fringe wide receiver one because A.J. Brown is on this team. So 
that is why I'm going after him, especially if um, Jalen Hurts gets re-signed, which I'm expecting that to happen. I think we all are. Um, he's going to get a long-term contract for that team. So I really do like that combination. And you have an alpha in A.J. Brown that will take away some of that coverage, which allows Devonta Smith to get open and, and really get some of those yak yards. So I really do like him. One of my trade targets, you should be going after him this this offseason as well for dynasty purposes. And he's probably someone come redraft next year that I will be targeting. He's probably not going to be going as high as, as some of these other guys around him. Uh, so he's probably going to be a bit of a value. Now, one player that we didn't talk about in the top 12, but was number one overall in points per game. Um, that was Cooper Cup. Um, obviously got hurt midway through the season. Uh, but was was having a great season. Uh, as I said, number one overall in points per game, 22.4. I have mixed feelings about this guy. Now, I love Cooper Cup. Um, he won me a championship a couple seasons ago. Uh, he, he just continues to produce. Now, next year, he is going into his age 30 season. Uh, he's currently uh, 29 years old. So I don't... I think in redraft, he's going to be a good value. I think he's going to drop in, in redraft leagues uh, next year because of that age of 30 years old. There's questions at quarterback. Does Stafford come back? Does he not? Is it Baker then? Is it, you know, who is their quarterback on that team? Uh, they don't have a lot of draft capital. They're kind of an aging squad because they went all in. So it's it's hard to say what this is going to bring. However, I do think Cooper Cup is still going to retain really good value, especially in redraft next year. And and I think you're going to be able to draft him, you know, two to three rounds later than you would have this year, all because he's hitting that agent coming off of injury. Uh, but we've seen him come back from injury before uh, after his ACL didn't really miss a beat. I don't expect him to miss a beat coming back this next season. So he's someone that I'll be looking at that you, you'll probably be able to get at a value. <sighs> Good Bino. So a couple guys that are. In that second tier, uh, whether it's the you know 13 through 36, the wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes, uh, some guys that I think could take a step forward next year uh, or and or value. Um, I think DK Metcalf is going to be good value going into redraft next year. Um, he finished as wide receiver 16, uh, wide receiver 23 in points per game, which is a little surprising. But I know he did have some boom weeks and some bus weeks. But I think his value is going to be a little bit depressed going into redraft next year. And he's getting back Geno Smith, supposedly. That's what it looks like. Um, assuming that Geno sticks around and, and, you know, he has that consistency. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't finish as a mid-range wide receiver two again uh, next year. Uh, if anything, the offense could probably take a small step forward. You get another year under the system uh, with Geno starting. You've got... Um, Kenneth Walker there, you know, coming off his rookie season. Uh, you still have the perpetually underrated Tyler Lockett. So they have a lot of good pieces there. Um, and just for the record, Lockett actually finished as wide receiver 13 on the season as I was looking at this list. So two guys in that are upper level uh, wide receiver twos. And I think if people look at that, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Tyler Lockett performed better than DK. Like, yeah, give me Lockett then, which go ahead. I mean, great player. Like I said, perpetually underrated. But I think you'll be able to get a bit of a value on DK. Now, we've got the pair of Tampa Bay wide receivers, and I know there's a lot of questions 
with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin going into next season. Uh, we don't know who their quarterback is. Uh, Tom Brady retired. Could he unretire in a month? Sure, he could. Will he come back to the Bucks? I don't think so. Always a possibility. And it really is going to depend on who their quarterback is. And not, not that these guys are quarterback proof by any means. But I think whoever ends up taking more of this lead role in the offense is really going to depend on on who the quarterback is. Uh, Mike Evans getting up there. I think he is 28 right now. Oh, he's 29. So he'll be going into his age 30 season, same as Cooper Cup, um, which it feels like Cooper Cup's been around a lot longer than than Mike Evans for some reason. Um, but yeah, so Evans is getting up there in age, kind of hitting that that cliff age again that we all talk about. Um, he's probably someone you could get at a value this offseason in Dynasty, but for redraft next year, I'll probably take the guy that's going later because they're both probably going to produce. Uh, for Dynasty purposes, I would take Chris Godwin uh, just because you're getting back a few years. But for redraft next year, give me the guy that that's going later in the drafts. I'll take the dra- uh, the value there because uh, Mike Evans, he just produces the same every single year. Chris Godwin, maybe some people are a little scared off of him due to him kind of recovering slowly from that injury this year uh, and didn't flash quite like we saw. And maybe part of that was due to Tom Brady just not being the the goat that we were, we've come to know and some people love. Uh, but, you know, who, who we've seen, um, how we've seen him play. So, yeah. Um, who should I talk about next year? Like I said, this is probably going to be a fairly quick show here this evening. Um, let's see. DJ Moore finished as wide receiver 24 this year, um, wide receiver 28 in points per game. Again, with that quarterback position up in the air, if you were to get someone halfway decent, um, he could have a really great season and be a solid, uh, upper level wide receiver too. I don't know that he's ever going to be a wide receiver one. That, that Carolina offense just isn't built that way, unless he goes to another team, which I don't see in the near future. But um, DJ Moore, um, you should be able to get good value on him. I see him sliding in drafts again this year. Uh, so he's someone that I will be looking at and redraft uh, to kind of target. Um, Jerry Judy finishing right above him at wide receiver 22. He's also a player. I mean, he only played 15 games. He was dinged up. But he is someone that I'm expecting a rebound for. I expect kind of that whole Broncos offense to have a bit of a rebound uh, with Sean Payton landing there. You get uh, Javante Williams back, although he's coming back off the injury. So it gives me a slight pause. Uh, But just having him back on the field is going to help that offense in general. And I think Sean Payton can only help all those pieces on that offense with a better offensive scheme, hopefully unlocking Russell Wilson a little bit, uh, which should lead to these wide receiving options uh, being in a better place. So Jerry Judy is someone also that I think is going to be depressed going into the next draft season uh, and someone that I, I will probably be looking at. There's a lot of these later round wide receiver twos that I'm just like, man, they, they could have much better seasons than they had this year. And and I wouldn't be surprised by it. Like I said, Jerry Judy, DJ Moore, Chris Olave had a great uh, season. Again, quarterback questions abound there. Uh, what's going to happen with Kamara? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I could see him getting a, a pretty good bump next year. Uh, Deontay Johnson coming in at wide receiver 28. 
do we expect Pickett to take that step forward um, coming off of his rookie year this year? Probably after a year um, in the NFL and a year in the system uh, and another full offseason of them working together. I can see Deontay Johnson taking a step forward. Um, Drake London finishes wide receiver 31. He definitely flashed this year. Again, quarterback situation. Uh, although the, the Falcons have said that the Desmond Ritter, they love him. So uh, will they be drafting a quarterback or bringing one in via free agency or via trade? Hard to say, but I mean, he, he definitely flashed last year and um, he's someone that could easily make a, a bit of a jump into that wide receiver two carat category. Uh, Garrett Wilson came in at wide receiver 21. Again, get him a decent quarterback, someone that can unlock that offense a little bit. He could jump up uh, pretty significantly into an upper level wide receiver too. Uh, there, there's just a lot of these guys in this this middle range here that I just really like that if the chips fall the right way, they could really be good values uh, come draft year, come draft season here later this summer. Uh, so that's what I'm really looking for, uh, looking forward to that and really can't wait to see how the ADP shakes out because let's be honest, um, if, if some of these players and their, their ADPs fall a little bit, uh, it might be a really good year to go robust RB, uh, coming out of the first couple rounds, take, take your two running backs. Maybe if someone like Dallas Goddard or George Kittle, uh, you know, one of those guys, Hawkinson, maybe like in the, if it's like the late third, get them before the turn, uh, and then just hit wide receiver in like the fourth, fifth, sixth round, um, and gets a lot of these guys that possibly could be in better situations. I think that could be a really good fantasy strategy for you in redraft next year. Um, uh, so it'd be interesting to see how that all shakes out and, um, you know, come the fall here. I, I just really can't wait to see how that's all going to uh, going to work out here. So um, let's see. Let's take a look at some of these guys that were outside the top 36 here. And I'll give you some thoughts on them to see where I think they could end up um, or if I think we're going to see a significant bump for them. So just outside the top 36 was Debo. He only played in 13 games. He should be a wide receiver, too, for you next year. Again, assuming health. Christian Watson uh, loved what we saw out of him this year uh, as a rookie, only played in 14 games, but had a very solid uh, rookie season, buoyed by touchdowns, I understand. Um, if Rodgers stays, I think it's wheels up for Watson. Um, even if Rodgers doesn't stay, I think um, Watson has a very good outlook for the future. It'd just be interesting to see how that chemistry worked with a new quarterback there. Uh, Keenan Allen coming in at 41. He only played in 10 games. If he stays healthy, he's going to be you know a solid wide receiver too. Um, again, for you next year, uh, Marquise Brown coming in at forty four. Again, played only twelve games. A lot of these guys, they're they're lower than they should be because of injury. So these are all guys I see getting probably into that wide receiver two range. Um, you know, you get DeAndre Hopkins coming in at wide receiver forty seven. Uh, be interesting to see what happens with him. Does he get traded this offseason to like more of a contender team? Uh, does he stick it out with with Arizona? Uh, that'll be an interesting storyline to really watch this year. Um, same with Brandon Cooks. I know he's getting a little long in a tooth getting up there, uh, but all he does is produce wherever he goes. He only played in 13 games as well. I would love to see him get traded to a team uh, that is a contender that that needs a good wide receiver, you know, solid wide receiver too. 
Um, and I think Brandon Cooks could have just an, a great season. Um, so here's hoping that he gets traded next year. Uh, let's see. We're, we're kind of getting down there into the more of the gross uh, territory here with guys that we don't really need to talk about a whole lot. Um, so, yeah. So those are some of my thoughts of guys that are outside that top, the top 36 that I think will have rebound years next year and, and could bring good value only because they finished so, so low this year. Um, and I think people are going to forget about the injury piece or like with Hopkins being suspended, you know, half the season. Well, you know, if, if they're just looking at fantasy finishes, you know, that that could work to your advantage. So where are we at here? We're at 24 and a half minutes. Um, let's get to a solid 30 here. So lastly, to talk about uh, some guys I'm going to pay up for next year in redraft. There, there's a lot of guys I would pay up for. Um, you, you take any one of, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Those two are like, no question. Uh, I would pay up for them. Take them, depending on how the draft played out, second round, maybe third. Um they're just so consistent, so good. I know Jamar was hurt this year, but um, he was still six in points per game. And again, he's with his with his buddy there, Joe Burrow in in Cincinnati. So I don't see any reason why he's not going to produce next season. Um, Tyree Kill had a monster season this year. Um, looked great all season long. I do have questions with Tua now. If Tua does come back. Um, give me that Tyree kill. I would pay up for him. I know again, he is getting a little bit older as well. Um, he is 28 right now, so he'll be in his age 29 season next year, but he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down or losing the burst that he has. So until I see that, give me Tyree kill. I'm not going to bet against his talent. Um, a couple of these other guys in the top 12, Devonte Adams. Yeah. He had a bit of a down season, um, still finished third overall in points, but, uh, didn't feel like it this year. Uh, just felt different for some reason. Um, but I, I wouldn't say I'd pay up for him. Um, any other guys here that I would pay up for? Uh, I think you could pay up for, I would pay up for where his ADP is going to be. T Higgins. I love the Cincinnati offense. I love T Higgins. Uh, he could be a wide receiver one on any other squad. So, um, I think he'll end up providing pretty good value come draft season. And I think that's really about it as far as players uh, or wide receivers I would pay up for. Um, yeah, I mean, wide receivers, just not a position that I'm I'm really willing to pay up for. I mean, when you get into this, um, you know, the um, kind of middle of the, you know, top, eight top six top eight wide receivers down um really to like wide receiver so all right let me back this up here so we're looking at say like wide wide receiver nine in points per game to wide receiver 24 uh, i mean you're looking at a difference of three points per game that's not that much that's that's a catch in a couple yard you know that 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 a couple more catches per game or you know catching a few yards um that's not that much to make up especially with um touchdowns being such a a wild card you know so um that's why i really love this middle tier of wide receivers and i don't think i'd pay up for a ton is because you don't have to i mean yeah you're not getting 
that that elite level production. But if you have three, four guys on your squad that are scoring you anywhere from 13 to 16 points per game, as opposed to, you know, Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson sitting at 22. Yeah, eight points per game is a lot, but there was only three guys that scored over 20 points per game this season. That was Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Everyone else was under under 20 points per game. Um, so so the spread there outside those top few isn't that great. So I think you can make that up in other areas too if you happen to wait on wide receiver, which is why I would, again, as I already said, kind of depending on how ADP looks later this summer, go robust RB or get your quarterback really in an anchor running back and then really hammer wide receiver in, in those you know, kind of early mid rounds through like round four to six. So I think you could get a gaggle of these guys that are all going to produce similarly um, and be very consistent for you week in and week out. So those are my thoughts. Going to make it to the half an hour, which is really what I wanted this evening going solo uh, without my counterpart here. So we did it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, hope you had a great Super Bowl. Uh, we are in the throes of the whole drums of the off season here or non point scoring season, but we will continue to bring you great content every week. Um, going to be having some fun segments coming up here. So looking forward to a lot of good stuff and we will be just plugging away, getting you ready for, um, your season next year. So, uh, until next week, folks, when we're back at full strength here on the pod, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Yeah.